More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, the blame game. Tired of being blamed by someone, worn out from trying to get someone to accept the blame. We're going to help you stop playing the blame game and claim the victory. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, the blame game. Are you tired of being blamed by someone? Blaming yourself, even when you feel like it's not really your fault? Or worn out from trying to get someone to accept the blame for the ways that you've been hurt? or held back. We want to help you stop playing the blame game and reclaim your power to heal through God's grace. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Call and tell us, does someone in your life tend to blame you either for their problems or for things not going well between you or some other struggle they're having? Maybe you tend to blame yourself when things aren't going well in your life or relationships, even when you're not sure you did anything wrong. Or maybe you're having a hard time because you blame someone for hurting you or holding you back, and and you feel stuck because they won't take responsibility for what they've done. Whatever the situation, we want to help you stop getting stuck in that blame game and reclaim your power to heal and grow through God's grace. 877-573. Seven eight two five. I dare to say that almost every single person on the planet has fallen into this at some point or another. You know, it comes to us from our first parents, which we'll talk about in a moment. And it's also been programmed into us through every TV show or movie we've ever watched. You know, part of creating... A climactic arc in in a TV show or a movie is often about people blaming each other or deciding who's at fault for everything. It never really is about, oh, well, how can we work together to solve the problem in this situation? How can we be caring of each other in this situation? No, because it doesn't make good drama. But unfortunately, we have a hard time sifting out what we've been programmed to believe in all these years plus sin and everything just makes a mess and we spend so much time you know even i don't know if anybody sees it anymore because nobody really does newspapers anymore but for those of us who grew up with like the sunday newspaper there was always the comic section and in the comic section there was family circle there was the peanuts just those two alone both often had 
comic strips about who was to blame. The family circle kids would run around and say, I can't remember the name. It was not me. It was not me. Like, not me was another, yeah, they had it as a ghost child in the house. And everybody, it's not me. I didn't break it. It wasn't me. And they they would show not me. Running around causing mayhem (laughs) and chaos. And it was always who was to blame. It was never, oh, wow, you know, the vase got broken. Let's clean this up together and figure out how to, you know, not let something like this happen again. We're just programmed to think if we can pin it on something or somebody or we're programmed to make other people happy by taking the blame. Oh, if I take the blame in this, then that person won't be mad at me. Then they won't threaten me in any way. Then there'll be peace in the house. It's a mess when it comes to the blame game. And because of it, a lot of us are walking around really hurting, feeling disconnected, feeling put down, feeling disempowered. It bears really bad fruit. And and we'll talk more about this, but the problem with blame is that it's a way of it's it's a way of not accepting responsibility. We we think that blame and responsibility are the same thing, but they're not. Um, bl- blame is actually giving up or shifting responsibility, where responsibility is enacting our ability to respond. You know, like Lisa, you were just talking about with the old Family Circle cartoons. Yeah. You know, when 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 the family was looking for someone to blame, and, and the character, not me, you know, was the one running around doing all the things. Uh, nobody was saying, well, what could we do together to right. fix this, to grow, to make this better. Uh, it was a it was it was a way of giving away responsibility that made us feel like we were being responsible, and that's the problem with the blame game. But you know that's that's one thing to say; it's another thing to actually you know deal with. So let us hear from you at eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five and tell us: Does someone in your life tend to take excuse me tend to blame you either for their problems or the things going well between? you and them or the struggles Not they're having well, yeah. you know m- maybe you tend to blame yourself when things aren't going well in your life or relationships even when you're not sure you did anything wrong or maybe you're having a hard time because you do blame someone for hurting you or holding you back and you feel stuck because they won't take responsibility 877-573-7825 now let's be clear a lot of the the need and the justice behind blaming someone is real. You know, if someone has hurt you, it is their fault. If someone has has betrayed you, it is their fault. If we have done something to hurt someone else, again, it's their fault. But the idea of just blaming instead of addressing, dealing with, helping each other live healthier lives, that's where we get stuck and pile pain upon pain when we're stuck in that situation because there's some people who are never ever going to take responsibility or aren't here anymore to take responsibility or we blame ourselves and beat each ourselves up and it makes us more and more spiritually and emotionally and physically ill if you feel like any of this rings a bell for you or someone you care about we are here for you today on more to life at 877 573 7825. That's 877 573 7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at how St. John Paul's theology of the body relates to the topic of the day. Uh, and for folks who aren't aware of what that is, um, when St. John Paul was Pope, he gave a series of reflections 
on creation, salvation history, the Gospels, and showed how those things point us to how to live a more abundant life and have healthier, holier relationships. And Scripture tells us, and we were pointing at this a little bit before, that, you know, our tendency to try to pin the blame on our sins and failures on others actually goes back to the fall of our first parents. After the fall, when confronted by God in the Garden of Eden, both Adam and Eve try to pass the buck to the other. The man tries to blame his wife, and ultimately God, and the woman blames the serpent. And neither is loving to each other, neither takes responsibility for what's happened. The temptation to blame is one of the first fruits of the fall. In his book, Love and Responsibility, St. John Paul argued that the call to love others, that is to work for their good, and to be responsible, that is to exercise our ability to respond in grace rather than simply react to things, stands at the heart of Christian discipleship. This is an important point to keep in mind in light of our topic today, because the more we're prone to blame or even accept blame, the more we give away the power, our power to be either loving or responsible. When we focus on looking for someone to blame, we put our energy into attacking others rather than working for their good. And we distance ourselves from the problems rather than taking responsibility for doing what we can to address them. You know, and again, St. John Paul in his book, Love and Responsibility, kind of shows how taking responsibility for something does not mean accepting blame. It means acknowledging that I have the power to make godly change. You know, similarly, choosing to love someone instead of blaming them isn't the same as letting them off the hook. It means standing with them and helping them be their best selves you know, as they go through whatever challenges they might be facing. You know, Satan doesn't want us to exercise our power to be loving or responsible, so he tries to convince us that blame is better than loving action. In the face of the many things that are wrong in our lives and in this world, we, we've got a choice to make, basically. Will we condemn ourselves to a life of powerlessness and resentment by clinging to blame, either ourselves or others, or will we commit to exercising our ability to respond so that in all things we can make a positive, graceful difference? You know, and again, this all sounds great in theory, but when it comes to actually applying it, that's where the challenges are. And so if someone in your life is tending to blame you, either for their problems or for things not going well between you or some other struggle they're facing, or maybe you tend to blame yourself when things aren't going well in your life for relationships, even when you're not so sure you did anything wrong, or if you're having a hard time because you do blame someone for hurting you or holding you back, and, and you feel stuck because they won't accept responsibility for what they did. We want to help you stop getting stuck in the blame game and help you reclaim your power to heal and grow through God's grace. Give us a call at 877 573 7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. And let us help you stop playing the blame game. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the, the Father, Father, and the, the Son, Son, and, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we acknowledge our brokenness and the brokenness of the world and the brokenness of all the people in our lives. There is so much work to do 
to bring about healing in our lives, our relationships, and the world. And it's easy to feel overwhelmed and give in to blame rather than responsibility. Help us to exercise that ability to respond that your servant St. John Paul reminded us, reminded us of so that we can, in the face of even all those difficulties, work together to build bridges, to heal, to support each other, and to grow in your grace. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in the name, in the name of, of the Father, Father the, the Son, Son, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, we're talking about the blame game. And if you're tired of being blamed, accepting blame even when you're not so sure it's your fault or trying to get somebody else to take the blame so that they can be responsible for what they did, we want to help you stop playing that blame game, stop feeling powerless, and reclaim your ability to heal and grow through God's grace. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Jill, who's listening to EWTN Radio in New Hampshire. Hi, Jill. Welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out? Yes, I um, was telling the screener that um, I've been married for about 25 years, and um, my husband is um, hes away from his faith. Uh, we got married in the church, etc. Anyway, he's always telling me, you know, if you were a sinner, you know, I'd be happy, and, you know, this kind of nonsense. And it just goes on and on, and uh, I'm a pretty healthy person, a you know, person who exercises a lot, always have. I've never had an issue with that, and I'm not unhealthy in any way. Whatever. And, and you, you, it also says you told our screener that he also said that if he were less religious, he'd be happier, too. Yeah, yeah. And I know how crazy that sounds. I just, I guess I, I just want, I need some charitable responses to such craziness. And, you know, Can I, I ask how you have responded? Yeah, some of my responses get real tired of it quick and then go off on them. Um, other responses have been, look, if, if you're going to continue to act like this, I'm going to walk away from you. And, you know, when you, and, and then if you try to reason with him in any way, he just, all men are like this. We all guys think this way. You know, I, I just, you just like go around and round with him. And I just would love yeah. to get off the ride because I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it. So let me ask you, I, I want to broaden this out a little bit. Okay. So, I'm curious. I mean, this is a little bit of a different presentation, so I'm not entirely sure that I'm on on, on the mark here. But 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 I, I think I am. Um, when it comes to things that you guys don't see eye to eye on, especially if he doesn't appreciate something that's important to you, not just religion, anything. Okay. Um, do you tend to? Does he tend to expect you to either give in or just sort of agree to disagree, or or are you ever able to? to like work to a place where you can kind of come together and see things, you know, feel like partners about it. Like where he really understands you and you feel like partners. Sometimes, you know, usually when he wants his way, he wants his way and that's kind of it. Um, yeah. But over the last couple years, he seems to have been bending more. Okay. Well, I mean, that's good. That, that, that's a little, that's hopeful. But, but I think, you know, your hesitancy in saying, you know, sometimes and also, you know, when he wants what he wants kind of confirms what I was getting at. And, and that is that I, I suspect that the, the root issue here um, is a failure of respect in the relationship, particularly from him to you. And what I mean by that, you know, respect is more than just being nice to another person. 
you know, respect is when you work hard to see the truth and the goodness and the beauty and all the things that the other person finds true, good, and beautiful, even if they're not really your thing, right? I mean, so again, let's take it off religion. If, if, if Lisa said to me, gosh, Greg, I, I just love widgets. I love collecting widgets. I love reading about widgets. You know, I, I don't necessarily care about widgets, but I love her. Right. And so I, I want to understand what's important about widgets to her. I want to be able I want her to be able to share that with me without feeling embarrassed. I want to be able to ask good questions about it. I want to be able to appreciate it as much as like I reasonably can um, through her eyes. Right. And, and, and be a partner to her. Um, when I if I don't respect her, I, my, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, you know, you're an idiot for liking widgets. And then you spend too much time on widgets. And why do you care about that anyway? Because I think they're dumb. And that's kind of the approach that your husband takes, especially with religion uh, and, and, and even with your appearance, right? You know, he thinks you should look a certain way and it doesn't matter with the fact that you're healthy and that you take care of yourself. And, you know, he's just, you know, he's, he's pushing his vision on you on these two things and lots of other things that you've implied in your response to my question, which speaks to uh, an underlying failure of basic respect in the relationship. And I'm going to come back to kind of what you need to do about that in a minute. But, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely that it, there also may be, and I need you to really think and pray on this, that he's deflecting because he's afraid to truly be intimate in, in his heart with you, in his mind with vulnerable. you, to have vulnerable, intimate conversations with you. So if he starts to feel bad about anything, instead of coming to you and saying, I really need to bear my heart to you, I really need to talk about this, or even to himself, right? He's in, he's, he doesn't know what to do with feelings, negative feelings, and so he looks for something to blame it on. And perhaps he's right that, you know, all men are pre-programmed to look for a reason they're unhappy. So he's blaming it on, oh, if my wife wasn't so religious, because that's actually calling him to be a more vulnerable, intimate person. Or if she looked better, then I'd be happy all the time, even though you look great. He's looking for an excuse for his feelings rather than being vulnerable with you and respectful of you and himself. So, yeah, I think those two issues, so the failure of respect and, and his own failure to, to be a, to, to practice good care of his own emotional yeah. life, right? Uh, and so what that points to, Jill, is, is the need, I think, to get some, some professional marital counseling help. And you might say, well, he won't go. Um, that would be a typical response from from a guy like you're describing. But he might go. I mean, based on the fact that you said he's been trying to bend more lately. But I wouldn't ask his permission. I would say, look, you know, I, I understand that 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 there are things that you're not happy about. I would I wouldn't say there are things that you're not happy with me about. I would just say I understand there are things that you're not happy about. But but you really take it out on me in unhealthy ways, and it really makes me feel disrespected and uncared for. And so I've made an appointment. With, with, a, with a marriage counselor. Uh, and you want to make sure you're finding somebody who's a marriage-friendly therapist. That's somebody who's actually trained in marriage counseling, uh, who has had supervision in marriage counseling. Lots of counselors will say they do it, uh, but they don't actually have the training and the supervision, and their success rate is miserable. So you want to work with somebody who actually has training and uh, supervision in, in, in marriage counseling and who is marriage-friendly, who believes in marriage, ideally, if they, they're faithful, even better. Um, and, and you want to make an appointment and say, look, I, I'm going with or without you because I need to learn how to handle the fact that you don't respect me. And just lay it out like that. Just so you, you, I need to learn how to handle your, your disrespect toward me. I would love it if you would work with me together. But if you won't come, again, another sign of your disrespect because you're not willing to see anything good about what I think unless you agree with it. But I'm going either way. 
And I think you are really hurting. I think you, you really are hurting inside, and I want to be able to help you heal that and heal our marriage. So I'm doing this, and I really want you to respect me and yourself enough to come and learn new skills with me. So uh, we do do this work in a Catholic context um, through our pastoral counseling ministry at catholiccounselors.com. You can learn more about working with our team. Uh, through our telecounseling, pastoral telecounseling practice. Um, again, you can also find somebody local who is a, a marriage-friendly therapist if, if you'd like to look into that. Um, my book, um, How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love, the chapter on mutual respect, will develop the themes we've d- discussed with you in this call. But what you want to do is really reframe this whole problem. This is not a religion problem. This is not a you-losing-weight problem. This is a, a respect problem. That when he feels strongly about something or when he doesn't want to take responsibility for his own emotional life, he puts it on you. Uh, and, and that's a failure of, of basic respect in the relationship. And, and until that's addressed, you're going to feel lonely and, and attacked and misunderstood. Jill, I, I, I hope that th- I, this will give you some direction for how, where to go. And if there's more we can do to support you through our pastoral telecounseling practice to help you have a, a marriage that is more consistent with the Catholic vision of relationship, we'd love to work with you. You can learn more at catholiccounselors.com. We've got to go to break. When we come back, though, we're continuing to take your calls about the blame game and how to stop playing so that you can reclaim your power to heal and grow in God's grace. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. More to Life will be back right after this. The destination for great Catholic audio programming is EWTN Podcast Central, featuring the best of EWTN radio, as well as faith-filled podcasts from our friends and affiliates across the nation, all in one place, all free. If it's central to the faith, you can find it on EWTN Podcast Central. It's like podcast heaven. Visit EWTN.com slash radio slash podcasts today. Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling, 40 years of experience, 17,000 current students, pre-K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plan, the counselors, the grading services, the tests. That's right, pretty much everything. My wife and I use Seton, some of our children. I'll tell you this, two of them got perfect ACT scores in verbal. And overall, the Seton students scored more than 100 points above average on the SAT. Over 30% higher on English and reading on the ACT. It's a rigorous program. You want to give the very best to your kids? Trust me on this one. Go with Seton. It is a beautifully rigorous academic program. Go to setonhome.org. That is setonhome.org. Underwritten in part by this not-for-profit. Are you looking for peace? Longing for joy? Want to meet the giver of all goodness? God is calling the laity to bring Ignatian prayer into the suffering world. Work for the new evangelization. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. Order your free digital training and manual. Find true happiness and everlasting joy. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. And click on the red button today. It's free. Approved by the USCCB. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, the show is titled The Blame Game, as we talk about 
the struggles with people blaming us, uh, the times we blame ourselves, uh, and when we're trying to blame others who won't take responsibility and uh, we just feel stuck. We want to help you stop getting stuck in that blame game and reclaim your power to heal and grow through God's grace. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. That's 877 877- Five seven three seventy eight twenty five. We're talking now with Tom, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio. Hey, Tom, welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Sure, I appreciate you taking my <clears throat> my call. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to call in, and uh, I've been married to my wife for about six and a half years. We've got a sixteen-month-old daughter as well, <laughs> and um, I just feel as if. My wife um, has a tendency uh, to kind of blame me for any and all types of circumstances that uh, invariably and inherently come up. That, uh, give, give me an example of a, of a specific exchange that maybe has recently occurred that, that would really illustrate what you're trying to talk about. Gladly. Um, so we moved into a new house, and the people that lived here previously had taken their uh, the refrigerator with them, uh, which was unbeknownst to us, and it was kind of a, a headache, of course, from the moment we walked in. We moved here from out of state, and we're traveling mm-hmm. with our daughter. So um, the the water coming from the water line had been dripping into the wall for like eight or nine days upon our arrival, Hi. arrival ever so slightly. And um, I called a plumber to you know get the the drip resolved and. Um, they came out and they did not have the proper valve, so they put a different valve on the the wall, and they said that I'd have to go and grab some type of like a coupling at the hardware store. And the plumber gave me his contact information, and I went out and grabbed the coupling. I actually texted him a picture of it. He confirmed that that's what it was I needed. And um, when they came, when the delivery folks came to install the new um, a refrigerator so I had this coupling for about a week and a half and hadn't really done much because we're so busy and consumed with moving in and I put the new I went to go put the new coupling on and the coupling did not fit properly so this was kind of an inconvenience because we couldn't utilize the refrigerator um, as we would have liked and um, mm-hmm. ultimately my wife was you know you know pointing out to me that I I should have, you know, been far more proactive about, you know, ensuring that this coupling would fit the refrigerator. I should have done it you know, immediately after obtaining it. And additionally, on that note, you know, the leak in the wall was not really that big of a deal. We simply could have diverted the water in, in the first place into like a bucket. And then when we would have hooked up the new refrigerator, Okay, so she's kind of give, giving you all the reasons why this is your fault. And I'm jumping in because they're, they're playing us out for the break. So I'm going to ask you to hang around, Tom, for after the break because we'll, we'll finish kind of just understanding this situation the and then uh, kind of giving you some thoughts on, on how to move forward. Th- thanks for hanging on, though, over the break. And, folks, we're taking your calls as well about the blame game, whether you feel like you're being blamed by someone, blaming yourself, or getting stuck trying to blame somebody and they're not taking responsibility. Let us help you reclaim the power to grow in God's grace. Give us a call. Have you ever wondered why your hair turns gray? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Proverbs 16 teaches us that gray hair is a crown of glory. According to NYU, we get gray hairs because some of our stem cells near the hair follicles get stuck as we age, so they lose their ability to mature and keep their color. 
Someday, researchers may be able to find a way to reverse these stuck stem cells and turn the hair color switch back on. For now, the upside to having some gray, well, it can make us look wise. I'm not sure that works in my case. Just ask my wife. Another upside, too, the average cost of hair coloring at a salon is $75 to $200 plus each time. Think of the savings over time. Yes, it's good to have gray or white hair. Just ask anyone who's bald. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on gray hair and this study at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Father Benedict Groeschel. In the church, we speak of seven gifts. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, loyalty, courage, and reverence or fear of the Lord. When I speak about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and these gifts come, they give you the ability to go beyond your strength. If you're struggling to be a good person, a good member of your religion, you know it's a struggle and you don't always make it. I've been at it many, many decades and I still struggle and trip and fall and have holes in my socks. Struggling to be a good person, something that we need help at. And this help comes to us by these gifts of the Holy Spirit. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Hi there, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Men in general, and fathers in particular, put a tremendous amount of pressure on ourselves. We know that we're meant to lead our wife and children to God. However, many of us weren't raised in homes where this mission was modeled for us. We intuitively know we don't have the first idea how to become the men God wants us to be or how to lead our families to Christ, and it terrifies us. Unfortunately, we often try to cover our ignorance and the fear of our incompetence by setting ourselves up as angry, part-time bacon deities of our household, commanding obedience from everyone around us. But if we fall prey to this temptation, any rebellion we experience on the part of our kids isn't defiance against us. It's actually obedience to the impulse God has created in every one of his children to resist bowing down to any God but him. To learn more about commanding healthy authority as a father, check out my book, Be Daditudes, Eight Ways to Be an Awesome Dad, or visit catholiccounselors.com. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled The Blame Game, as we talk about those times when someone in our life uh, is blaming us either for their problems or the things not going well between us or the struggles they're having or our own tendency to blame ourselves when things aren't going well, even when we're not sure we did anything wrong, or those times when we are struggling because we do blame someone for hurting us and we're not sure how to heal because they won't take responsibility. We want to help you stop playing the blame game in all its forms and reclaim your power to heal and grow through God's grace. The number is 877-573-7825. Before the break, we were talking with Tom in Texas. Tom, you still with us? Yes, I am. Awesome. Okay, so let me just briefly summarize what you shared with us so far, and then you can kind of fill in any blanks that we missed. You were saying that you really feel like you're, you are in a situation with your wife of six and a half years, 
uh, that that she tends to to blame you for certain things. You gave an example where you moved into a new home, uh, the the refrigerator was gone. The, the the old people the people who lived there previously took it. Uh, that led to some leaking in the wall, and there was some issue with the plumbing line when you got the new refrigerator installed. And through this whole thing, your wife was just basically saying, you know, that it was your fault that. You know that the thing was leaking, and that the the couple, coupling wasn't installed the right way, or at the whatever. You know, uh, and and you were, you're feeling frustrated because you're feeling a little attacked by that whole exchange. Is that is that fair? Yeah, I mean, there, there's there's many uh, examples like that, but you know, I think she wants me to be, you know, it, it just you know, to foresee types of things that I, I simply can't, mm-hmm. and um, you know, we have a 16 month old daughter as well, and. Yeah, lots of opinions on how she needs to be cared for. And it seems as if she can't really, you know, happen upon my daughter and I without pointing out some type of um, uh, some something to correct. Um, so let me ask you this, Tom. How would you like the interactions between you and your wife to change? Like, what would you like to see happening that's that's not? Do you have a sense of what it should be? I would <clears throat> I would say that I would like her <clears throat> to. Um, maybe just realize that we have different temperaments to begin with. You know, she's more of a type A personality. I'm a bit more relaxed. And um, I I just, I can't, um, you know, I can't be so proactive to, 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 to cover every base. You're not omniscient. Well, and I think that, I think it's even more than the type, she said you're not omniscient, but, but which I'm sure you'd agree with. (laughs) You're not supposed to. And and I think it's, I think it's even more than that in some ways, you know, that that what I'm hearing you describe, okay, is that, that, yeah, your, your wife probably is a little more type A and, and, and has strong opinions about things. But in addition to that, she, when, when she feels frustrated or threatened in some way like she felt threatened by the whole fridge thing because you know she didn't know how she She felt out of control yeah out of control that's good when she feels out of control she's looking for someone to blame because she she doesn't know how to get herself back under control and so she's looking to you to do it like if tom would just fill in the blank then i could feel better if tom would just take care of the fridge i'd feel better if tom would just do all the things that I think he should do with our child, then I would feel better. If Tom would just, whatever, I would feel better. And I think that's that's the core of it, that she doesn't know how to feel better, so she's looking to you to make it happen. Um, and so I, and, and then secondly, I think you guys are struggling with partnership. Uh, you know, it's, you know, she's struggling to partner with you in kind of creating, so for example, you know, she's saying, well, Tom, you, you didn't, you didn't, you know, work on the coupling, you know, immediately when you got it, you let a week and a half go by, or you didn't redirect the, the dripping into a bucket instead of just letting it go in the wall for, you know, that, so that's on you, you know, you know, you guys could be better partners in that by, you know, having a time where you sit down every day and talk about, you know, what do we need to do? And she says, hey, I really want to get that fridge under control. What can we do about that? It's, oh, yeah, well, let's make a plan, right? And, you you know, even though she doesn't know what to do necessarily and you might know more about that, you guys could be partners about that, talking through it and making a plan for it. Same thing with the, with the baby. Instead of you just sort of sitting back and saying, well, you know, she's got all kinds of opinions about things, you know, you guys sitting down and talking about, you know, how, how what do we need to do to be more on the same page about caring for our 16-month-old? You know, what are the, how, what can I do to make you feel supported there? So, you know, you, you both kind of have your areas, right? And, uh, and instead of working together on those areas and being better partners on that, you, you're just kind of doing your thing, and then she kind of lobs criticism in to, to feel connected 
and feel like she has a say in it. Yeah, and, and that is very typical in the high-stress situations of life, whether it's, oh my gosh, you just went through a pregnancy and 16 months of raising a baby, and that just brings chaos. But then you put a move on top of it, and that's more chaos and lack of control. And so often when we feel disconnected from someone, disconnected from our own power and ability to control anything, completely overwhelmed and flooded by our own feelings, we will lash out in some way, often blaming somebody because we're thinking deep in the recesses of our minds, I can't control this. I'm feeling like a two-year-old. I need somebody to come in and handle this as the adult here. And so I'm pinning it on you. And instead of doing what we really are aching for, which is helping us to connect and come up with a plan together and be a team, it pushes us further apart. And then we do the same habit over again and it grows. So, uh, and the last part I'll throw out here and then I'll give you some advice. I also think that when you're married to somebody like your wife, um, and you're somebody like yourself, um, she reads your more laid back attitude as he doesn't care. So I have to, I have to be a little bit more intense to get him to care. Uh, and, and it's, you know, that's not an appropriate way to respond to it. Again, I think it would, it, it, the whole partnership idea would really help this. Um, but I think that's where a lot of it's coming from. So here's what I'd like you to do. All right. A couple of things. First of all, I'd like you to say, you know, honey, I, I really feel like I want us to be better partners. You know, there are lots of times when, you know, you are feeling insecure or you're feeling frustrated or out of control about something, you know, and instead of working with it, working together on it, you just sort of kind of attack me. And that really hurts my feelings. And there are other times when, you know, you're frustrated because I'm not more involved or more aware of something. uh, And, you know, and that frustrates you. I really feel like we need to create some ways to talk about this stuff and get more on the same page about things and help each other. You know, be accountable for, for growing and for doing all the stuff that we need to do to be better partners to each other. So I want to do two things. This is, this is, again, this is I'm still being you here. Okay, number one, every morning when we wake up, I want us to pray together. And I want us to pray about the day. I, and I want to start by saying, Lord, you know, and, and the, the alarm goes off. We roll toward each other. We say, Lord, you know, help me be the husband that you, that you want me to be. Help me be the husband that my wife needs me to be, the father that my daughter needs me to be. You know, help me to you know respond well to her concerns, to take care of her, and to be there for her, and and then I want you to invite you know I want you to invite her to have a similar prayer. Lord, help me be the wife that God wants me to be, and to to take care of Tom the way he needs to be taken care of, and and to really be a, a partner to him. And also just put those concerns of the day, the things that are most pressing on your minds, right at the feet of God. It doesn't have to be a long litany. It can just be you know, Lord, we're overwhelmed. We don't know how to take keep our baby happy. Well, we're trying to rearrange all the furniture and we're trying to get the plumbing taken care of we need your grace to help us through it and help us to be a team secondly right after that prayer and this is that's going to take all of i mean as long as we just did right here right so two minutes right maybe five minutes if you're really (laughs) thorough about it um then i want you to ask the question what's and i want you each to ask this what's one small thing i can do to help you feel taken care of uh or, or take some load off your shoulders today Right. And I want you both to ask that question of the other. What's one small thing I could do that would really help? You know, and, and in the, in the refriger- refrigerator example, I mean, you know, you, you might ask her, say, you know, what, I'm really busy today, but if you've got five minutes to call the plumber, I'd be really grateful. You know, or she might say, you know what, I, I, I don't know how to redirect that drip and then move it into the bucket. If you could take care of that today for me, that would really mean a lot. You, you see what I'm saying? So, you know, you're, you're, you're using that prayer 
you're bringing your relationship to God. You're asking him to teach you how to be the husband and wife that he wants you to be. And then you're letting that roll into a real brief conversation about what's one small thing you, could, you guys could do to be a better partner to each other. Finally, I'd love it if you'd, if you'd make some time to have a business meeting. I know with the, with the baby it can be challenging, but, but the baby can be there for this, right? Yes, you have to, this is not something you, know, you have to not do. We only do when she's asleep and you're both exhausted. But to make a point, put right on the calendar. On this day, at this time, we talk about the week and the stuff that we need to do and what we need to do to take care of each other in that week. So you have a little bigger conversation. You create a, a talk ritual around this you know, idea of partnership. If you can do those three things, you're going to be well on the road to being better partners, and you're going to decrease the criticism because you've created healthier ways to address your concerns without uh, re- her resorting to kind of blaming and attacking. And then if she does do that, you can say, look, honey, I'm really doing my best to create a way for us to, to be better partners to each other, and it would really mean a lot to me if, if we could talk about those, these things in those times, that we're praying about it, that we're talking about it, that we're, we're supporting each other, instead of you turning this into something that you can kind of use against me, because that really hurts. But, but I think this is a way that we could really get on the same page, and you could feel supported by me, and I could feel loved by you. And just keep redirecting back to that. All right, Tom, if there's more that we can do for you, don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com, uh, where we can really help support you in making this change uh, a, a, a thing that kind of sticks. Um, but I think I would try running, try running with this on your own first, and let's see where it goes. And if there's more we can do to support you, you know where to find us. 877-573-7825. We're talking with you today about escaping the blame game. Whether you're being blamed by someone, blaming yourself, or struggling to get someone else to accept the blame for what they've done to you, blaming is basically an exercise in powerlessness. And we want to help you move out of the blame game and start looking at what it means to have the ability to respond in God's grace to those challenges so that you and all those involved can make a positive difference in all of those difficulties. Give us a call. Let us help you stop playing the blame game and reclaim your power to grow and heal and change through God's grace. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from John chapter 3, verse 17. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. I pick this verse because this is an example of how God the Father avoids the blame game. You know, we sinned. We screwed up. And we do every day. We deserved nothing but hell. Mm-hmm. But God did not blame us. And he did not send his Son into the world to condemn us or blame us. He came to fix the mess that we made and to walk with us while we cooperated with his grace to fix the mess that we made. And that's the model for Christian healing. It's not about pointing fingers. It's not about saying it's your fault. It's not about saying I'm to blame. It's it's not about saying you're to blame. It's not about saying so-and-so is the problem. It's about saying there is a problem, and I have some gifts, and you have some gifts. How can we work together to exercise our ability to respond in grace? to bring healing and growth and change to this situation. 877-573-7825. We're continuing to talk with you about escaping the blame game today on More to Life. Give us a call and let us help you, whether someone's blaming you for their problems or things not going well between you and them or some other struggle they're having, or your own tendency to blame yourself when things aren't going well, even when you're not sure you've done anything wrong 
or if you're struggling with blaming somebody else who really did hurt you, but you're not sure what to do because they won't accept responsibility, where do you go? Let us help you overcome the powerlessness of the blame game and start reclaiming your power to heal and grow and change through God's grace. 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your calls and questions coming up right after the break. The most original and exclusive Catholic content is on EWTN Radio. I pray that EWTN News In Depth will help the everyday life of everyday Catholics by bringing them the news that matters to them and helping them to have the information at their fingertips for whatever it is that they need to be able to engage with the world confidently with their faith. EWTN News In Depth with Monse Alvarado, Friday night, 8 Eastern on EWTN Television and Radio. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Our generation is the first in human history to widely reject that life has any overarching purpose. Morality is considered relative, and we're even uncertain about what it means to be a man or a woman. Catholics at this time need to be awake, not woke. Sit down with Renewal Ministries' Peter Herbeck and I for an extended conversation with Noel Maring, author of Awake, Not Woke. It's available on the Renewal Ministries' YouTube page or in the slider at AveMariaRadio.net. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled The Blame Game, as we talk about that tendency to either be blamed by others, to blame ourselves, or blame other people, and how it gives away our power to change. We want to help you stop playing that blame game and begin reclaiming your power to heal, grow, and change through God's grace. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. We're talking now with Linda, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Massachusetts. Linda, welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Um, so I, um, I listen to you both um, every day um, while I'm driving, and I thought, what an interesting uh, subject today, um, the blame game. Um, growing up Catholic, and, um, and I'm the oldest child, and I sometimes find that um, I'm the one that gets blamed for everything. Mm-hmm. I live the furthest away from um, my family, and even things that happen um, 
you know, an hour away. I still get So can I ask you, could you give us a specific example of something like, you know, the concrete that, that maybe is happening recently where, where your family is blaming you and how you're dealing with that? Oh, sure. Um, so my, my mother fell and um, broke her shoulder, and um, we got a group text, went out, like, who, why can't you bring Ma um, to the doctor's? And I said, well, I can't because I myself am having surgery. And hmm. Pretty good reason. It's well, yeah. a great reason. <laughs> yeah, you need to start pitching in more. So Wait a minute. I you said, I'm in. having surgery, and they said yes. you need to pitch in more. Correct. Okay. First of all, I'm yes. so sorry. That's so, an awful thing to hear. All right. So, Kenny, how did you respond to that? I guess I'm curious, like, what... what Um, I just prayed over it. I, um, I kind of live in my bubble. I study with the the Carmelites and, um, so I turned it over to God and said, please just take this. I'm, I'm turning this over to you because I'm not going to let this define me. And you shouldn't, and you shouldn't let this define you. But let me ask you a question. I mean, you know, because so, so so similar to Tom's wife, if you were just listening, you know, your your sibling is expressing frustration. They're saying, "I'm overwhelmed. I feel like I can't handle all this. I need help." Mm -hmm. But instead of actually coming at it in in a respectful way, they're just kind of unloading on you. Is there anything more that you could do? Not 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 necessarily physically because there's a surgery, but even financially to help with. You know, providing some kind of respite care or, or, or some other assistance that, that might ease their burden a little bit. Um, no, no. My six, she's, um, she's her own person. She pr- probably could run circles around me. Oh, um, okay. All of us, actually. But, um, oh, okay. So she's not frail and failing at this point. No, no. She had just fallen and, I you see. know, um, did the shoulder thing. At one point, I was there um, taking care of my mother because I, I was living basically with my mother, j- just keeping her company and taking her here and there because she had macular degeneration. And as no. a daughter, I mm-hmm. felt that was in my heart that's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But then a little jealousy came into play, and I was told that I had to leave. So I did. Oh. So there's a, there's a whole lot of mom loves you best sort of stuff going on here too, and it's a it's a complicated family dynamic. So look, Linda, I, you know, again, I, I I agree with you that there is a little bit of manipulation here. I also think that it's like I was saying to, to Tom, you know, about his wife that that you know your sister. Uh, doesn't know how to, to to deal with her own emotional stuff, and so she wants to offload it onto somebody. Whether before because she was getting jealous, now you have to leave, and now she's feeling overwhelmed or frustrated. So now you have to come in. Uh, I, you know, the only thing you can do is is two things. One, exactly what you're doing, give it to God, and and not and let it bounce off of you. But but also continue to pray. You know, is there some way you can be empathetic at least? You can say, listen, I'm really sorry that you're going through that. I, 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 you know, I, I wish there was more that I could do, but because of the surgery and, and, and there's not a whole lot else that's available, you know, that I can do, but I, I certainly understand how difficult that must be for you. And let's kind of leave it at that um, because, it, you know, you're being compassionate, but you're not taking that blame. 
uh, that's being foisted off on you. And if there wasn't any responsibility to take, you would do it because, as you said, you were already were there taking care of your mom, uh, and um, you know you you've 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 offered to be able to be of assistance, and they kind of pushed you out. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with kind of where you're at and I and what you're thinking about, it. and I think you have a good head on your shoulders about it. So thank you for so much for sharing the, your story. Uh, and like I said, if you do have the opportunity to, to empathize, then great, but otherwise you're doing everything that you could possibly do. Thank you so much for your call. Let's go now to Trevor, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Illinois. Trevor, thanks for hanging on. We've only got a couple minutes, but I know you wanted to share a reflection uh, about getting out from under the blame game. Hi, uh, this is Trevor. How are you today? Good, right. thanks. And I know you had a story about how you've gotten out from under the blame game. Would you like to share it with us? Yes, I would. Um, it is a very um, heavy conversation, if that's okay. I'd like to keep it a little bit light for the radio. But That's um, fine. We've I'm only got about four minutes before they play us out of here. So, so, so yeah. go right ahead and share it. I'm sure a lot of people can learn from it. Sounds great. So my name is Trevor. Um, I'm a trying-to-be-a-good-Christian-again Christian. Um, I have had lots of pains and abuse growing up, um, mm. from family abuse, verbal, physical, um, the other one, you know, lots of stuff That's going on so when rough. I was younger. And for the longest time, I blamed everyone. I blamed myself. I um, reflected those behaviors upon other people. Um, I have mental health issues because of it. Um, and one of those also includes the fact that I am in the LGBTQ community. Um, but I found that there was a difference between fault and responsibility, and that I could take responsibility without having to admit fault, because what I felt like I was doing wasn't wrong. I was trying my best. And my family, who had treated me poorly over the years, were trying their best. They didn't understand. They didn't know where it came from. And it felt like they were pushing a lot of blame away from things and unable to accept responsibility. So in my coming to realize and re-coming to find the Lord, I read through Proverbs and I read through Job. And um, those two showed me how it wasn't my fault in terms of I didn't do anything wrong to deserve this life that it was foisted upon me, and now that I do that, I have to do my best with what I have. So I... Come- you know, Trevor, what I, what, I, what, I, what I like about what you're sharing here, because um, a lot of people, you know, in our, in our, in our pastoral counseling practice, we deal with a lot of folks who have suffered all kinds of abuse, um, and they're often afraid, in, in some ways, that they're, they're afraid to, to, to heal, to do the work of healing, because they feel like that would mean that it was their fault. Uh, or that they're letting the other person off the hook for their responsibility and their choices. And I'm really proud of you for, for not giving into that temptation and for working through that and for realizing, like you said, that there's a difference between fault and responsibility and that, that even though your family really did do things to hurt you in deep ways, that, that you have the ability to respond to that pain in grace, that you have the ability to respond to that pain in ways that help you grow, that help you become more of the man that God created you to be, uh, and I and I and I'll and I, I'm sorry that I had to jump in. We've only got, like I said, about 30, 30, uh, 30 seconds before the music starts here. But but uh, I, I wanted to validate, you know, that journey, and I wanted to to tell you how much I I respect your willingness to do that work of healing and of giving your life to God and letting Him move in your heart and move you toward greater healing and grace. And if there's yeah. more that we can do to support you in that journey, don't hesitate to reach out. I would love uh, for you to actually become. Uh, 
part of uh, two different groups. The first one is called Eden Invitation. Uh, it's, a, it's a group for folks who are in the LGBT uh, plus community who are trying to live faithful lives. They're a wonderful, supportive group. You can learn more about them at EdenInvitation.com. It's like Eden, like the Garden of EdenInvitation.com. The other resource is uh, Courage, CourageRC.net, which is also a group for folks who are trying to live a faithful life, who are still you know, dealing with the LGBT issues. So, uh, Trevor, I want to thank you so much for your courage, for your grace, for calling in today and to share your story. And if there's more we can do to support you in your journey, don't hesitate to reach out. But again, those two organizations, EdenInvitation.com and CourageRC.net. Listeners, if you are looking for ways to escape the blame game in your life, don't hesitate to reach out to us to learn more about how we can support you in transforming your marriage, family, or personal life through God's grace through the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice. And you can also check out the books and other resources we have at CatholicCounselors.com. Get out there and celebrate the life God has for you, because with His grace, there's so much more to life. been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.